How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's go to the Mattress Warehouse hotline. Bring it back local to Washington football into the GM search, which seems like it is ending where most of us thought it was going to. The moment that Marty Herney got fired by the Panthers, the jokes wrote themselves and everybody said, well, Ron Rivera's got his GM. You fast forward several months and a bunch of interviews over the last week, and Marty Herney, it sounds like, will be their general manager. J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington joins us now. J.P., how legit was the search? How legit were all those other interviews? I mean, they landed on the guy we all kind of thought they were going to before it all started. It's a really good question, Grant, and I think one of the big unknowns here is what, if any, other announcements will come about other moves in the front office. And I think if, if there are other announcements, say somebody gets an assistant GM title or an executive vice president of football ops or something, and it's one of these other folks that interviewed, then I, I think we know they were legitimate. Um, but I, I don't think anybody's surprised if Ron was going to Herney all along. Um, I mean, I remember the day he was fired on the Zooms that day. We asked about Herney. And, you know, you've probably seen and heard the quote that's been going around. I mean, Ron spoke effusively about him in early December. So this isn't much of a surprise. I I recognize it's an uninspiring hire, right? There's there's not going to be a parade for Marty Herney's arrival. But I, I do think in what was a pretty inexperienced front office and, and really kind of an understaffed front office, I think the Herney hire makes sense to Ron, and ultimately that's all that matters. John Paul, let's, you touched on it. I, that's my word for it is uninspiring. I, I can't get around that. I can't get around his record. I can't get around how available he was to all 32 teams for a long time, and nobody really seemed that interested outside of the Carolina Panthers and now Ron Rivera 2.0 here. What is the exciting point? Like, let's say you're talking to a fan, blank slate. What's exciting about this? Why should a fan be into this? Um, if you were into what happened in 2020, I think the argument is just that that's a continuation of what happened. And I don't know that Herney's being brought here to, to showcase his talent evaluation. I think he's being brought here to, to run the operation better. And I think – I mean, Ron has talked at length about how much he's liked the drafts and uh, free agency last season. I, I think, by and large, you allow the forces that have done that to continue to operate. Obviously, the, the wrinkle in all of this could be what happens with Kyle Smith. And, and I think, at this point, it wouldn't be a surprise at all if Kyle is gone. Maybe that doesn't happen until after the draft. Um, typically, like talent evaluators, there's, there's two 
times where they change jobs. It's right now when the season ends or after the draft. Um, and that's the one kind of big wave in all this is what happens there. But I think there are some in the new organ in the in the Washington organization now that that wonder if, if all the hype and excitement around Kyle Smith is is rightfully deserved. And it, I, I think a lot of it is is circumstances. It's not Kyle's fault that they were so awful before. It's certainly not entirely his fault. But he was still there when they were really bad. And, and I think. I know there are people inside the organization that don't understand the angst over not promoting him when the record the year before was three and thirteen and seven and nine before that. Yeah, and, but if I operated um, like that, Ron Rivera wouldn't have this job, JP. I mean, his track record, like we could do that with every coach, right? I, I mean, sure. I mean, the Ryan only, Kerrigan the only wouldn't personnel be here. guys, right? The only personnel guys that have a perfect record are the ones that haven't been given the opportunity to be a personnel guy yet. Right, and so, but my point is, like, the, the idea, 22. like, Ryan Kerrigan's part of a losing team, and, like, we'll have callers call in and be like, they've never won with him, he's not any good, and it's the dumbest logic I've ever heard. So I, I'm sure that's the case, but we used to crush Bruce and some of the people in this organization when they didn't like when guys got their shine, and it feels like there's a little bit of that going on now, but they're not getting crushed, and I don't really know what the difference is other than it's not Bruce. I don't think I don't think it's about shine. I think it's about well. Why would they be upset? Why would they be upset that people are giving credit to Kyle Smith for doing a good job? I think it's the expectation that he gets an interview for the GM job. They interviewed a guy that answers to him. He's had one year of experience on the pro side of of football. Like everything up until the last eleven months had been college scouting. How much different is is scouting a, a, a linebacker at Memphis as opposed to a linebacker for the Panthers? I mean, isn't scouting scouting? What about Eric Stokes? Like Eric Stokes is answering to to Kyle Smith. Why is yeah, he more it's qualified? Not all scouting, Grant. It's not all scouting. It's also the salary cap, dealing with all the agents, all the other ancillary administrative stuff that's required. And listen, I'm not like we've done this a few times now. Where I'm not, I'm not defending the move. I don't think it's. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's bad. I just think that some of the folks that are screaming that Kyle Smith should get this job are, are a little misguided also. No, I totally not- agree. I, I, he's 36, and he's been promoted a couple times the last few years. I'm not saying – I guess we're having two conversations. I don't think necessarily he should get the job. If you're saying that – if you're not saying what I'm about to say, you, that, that it sounds like you are, then, then I'm misunderstanding. To me, it's a story that he didn't get an interview. They, they literally interviewed a guy that answers to him. Like, what I'm saying tinfoil hat style is something's not great between he and, and Ron or, for some reason, Rivera doesn't feel about him like he does maybe some other people in the building. But to me, when you're interviewing one of the guys under him and he was the de facto general manager all off season, and you had this opening and he doesn't get an interview, like, that is a story. I just can't get past that people acting like that's not a story. I don't understand that. It's a story, certainly. I think there are plenty of people over there that would tell you he was not the de facto general manager this season. So what, what was he be, doing? Because, he was running running meetings of scouting for, for veterans and college people. What certainly, is that? but if you look at what Ron's doing and what he said about wanting somebody with more experience, I think there are other factors that maybe you and I are unaware of. But like, there, there is certainly more being a general manager of a franchise and running running college scouting meetings, I, I would think. I don't know. But 
like, I don't think it takes a conspiracy theorist to suggest that something happened between Ron and Kyle, and they this don't seem to be on the same page. Yeah, th- this is my point. I just and, – and everything you're saying is correct, but, but I guess what I would say is I don't think Chris Ballard is doing a whole lot of stuff other than watching tape. Like, football people – a GM to me – and maybe Ron Rivera has just a completely different plan. But to me, a general manager is a talent evaluator. That Rodgers is going to do the salary cap. You got people who can go over rules with you like Eric Schaefer used to do. But maybe he wants a guy that's going to have a stack of papers on his desk, you know, doing paperwork. I have no idea. I think, I think all GMs have a talent evaluation background, certainly. And if they're not good at that, they don't make it, I don't believe, and they shouldn't. But I think there is more to the job than just grinding tape. J.P. Finley, NBC Sports Washington, with us here on Grant and Danny. So let's get to Kyle Smith specifically. What's his path now? Because I, I, I can fully understand him not being the general manager. A-OK, that's fine. There are a lot of good candidates. I don't know the Marty Herney's one, but whatever. Do you think there was a conversation? Hey, here's what we've got mapped out for you. Or is this just, we don't care if we lose him? Do, do you see a path forward for Kyle Smith here? I don't know. I, I mean, think about Grant and I are yelling at each other about how this all shook out, right? Imagine how Kyle feels about this. Like, we're just two intermediaries here. I think I, I don't see a path forward here, honestly. And that's just, that's just me looking at the situation and the scenario. I, I don't know contractually when Kyle's contract is done. Um, I also know they were, they were undermanned this year. Think about it. Alex Santos was supposed to be there all year. He, he was part of the right. plan, and then the allegations came out, and he was fired. And, and Santos handled a ton of the interactions. Like, Alex's job was the guy that always had to land people for the practice squad and, and, and fill out those late roster spots when people start getting hurt and finding offensive linemen and all those things. I, I do think that there's components of running a professional franchise that Kyle just hasn't done yet. And it's not his fault. He's young, and he's moved up really fast. But there are, there are big functionalities that he hasn't performed. And I think that was a part of maybe why he didn't get the interview. I, I don't know. And I think going forward, I think he'll get snapped up in a second. I, I think it was no accident. Go back to when Washington played the Niners, whatever that was, like week 14. And Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan had to do a press conference with the D.C. media. He was asked about the job Ron has done. He spoke very highly of Ron, and then unsolicited, Kyle Shanahan started talking about Kyle Smith. I think if Kyle Smith became available, I think somewhere between LaFleur, McVeigh, and Shanahan, he'd get a job pretty darn quick. But I don't know that he'll become available. I, I, I don't know that maybe he doesn't I, – I, I highly doubt it, but what, who's to say he doesn't get a promotion out of this and get an assistant GM title? I, I'm not expecting that at all, but until we know for sure – and we can ask Ron, like, hey, what happened here? And eventually we can talk to Kyle and ask him what happened here. I, I just think it's, it's a ton of spec, kind of baseless speculation outside of what is obvious that something didn't go right in this one year of working together. And this is all I'm trying to say. And I hope you don't think I'm yelling at you. That's not yeah, my but attention. nobody's arguing with you about that. That's what I don't understand. I'm not, oh, well, I don't disagree. It seems like I'm the only person that thinks it's weird that he didn't get interviewed. That's all. I, I, you haven't looked at Twitter because everyone in the world is screaming that. I, I'm talking about in the local point. media. In the local media, everyone's like, well, it makes perfect sense. He's only 36 and blah, blah, blah. blah. No, he, he, he did the, the closest thing to the GM job. 
for this team. They had a successful season. I don't think that's true. I don't think his job this season was what a GM does. I I agree, but what I said was he did the close. No one in the building was closer to being a GM this season than him. He was the highest-ranking person in their personnel department. When they met about players, they ran the meeting. I think Ron Rivera was the closest thing to a GM they had. Okay, I'm talking about their personnel department. Right, but like, that's a that's a delineation that I don't think necessarily existed during the 2020 season. Okay, I'm not sure what that means, but okay, I'll, I'll we'll move along. Um, the only thing I'm saying is I don't think he should have gotten the job. I I can't believe people don't think it's weird he didn't get an interview. Last thing, and maybe I this is where this all comes. I think it's weird. That's our. I guess that's the crux of our disagreement. Is I, I agree with you. I, I I understand that thought process. I'm just trying to say what I think happened out there why he didn't get it. Gotcha. The last thing is, and maybe this is where you know, the, the initial like paradigm comes from, I get the coach-centric thing, right? We've, we've heard about this from day one from Dan Snyder. Like, this is what we should be expecting. I come at this constantly asking the question, though, like, are, should we be okay with this? I mean, the, the Panthers were not that successful. And it seems like that that's not – it's almost like two camps have established themselves now where it's like, trust in Ron, you can't question anything, it's his process, like, let him do his thing. Or the other side, which is like the bad guys, which is like, wait a second, Carolina won, had three winning seasons in, in the last nine years or whatever it was. So to me, I, I just keep going, why are we in such a rush to get all of these dudes together? I'm not really sure what they accomplished, other than one year where Cam Newton was the best player in the NFL. I think it's an incredibly fair question. Um, I, I don't have an answer to it, but I think whether or not you agree with it, it's the plan for sure. And Rivera has been empowered to do these exact things. I, I guess some of my point is that I don't get the surprise and like the mock outrage. Like this is what we knew was coming. That that's what I don't understand. But if you want to question, should this dude be able to do all these things? Certainly. But I mean, that's, that question would only go to Dan Snyder. Uh, he's he's created this scenario, and I think I think I think the NFC East title almost waters down the argument because I don't think you should look at the 2020 season and be like, oh, they made the playoffs. This guy really knows what he's doing because I, they backed into the playoffs in a terrible division, and, and I think the playoff berth is is more because Philly and Dallas fell apart than it is Washington just, you know, went out and, and still stuck their claim, right? But I do think they showed dramatic improvement. And, and I do think a lot of it was coaching. And, and I think they developed young players. And I, I think that if, if you're looking for a reason, all right, I'm going to trust this dude, that to me is why. I mean, they more than doubled their win total. They, they were competitive. I, I mean, if they had a real quarterback – I'd be very curious what 2020 looks like if they had one real quarterback for the season. And that's a giant if, and they'll have to try to solve that. But if you want my answer on why fans should trust or believe in this, I would point to the growth of the 2020 season in what was really impossible circumstances with more off-field nonsense than any football team really should ever have to deal with on top of the, the things everybody across the NFL was dealing with, with COVID and everything else. JP, great conversation as always, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Have a great rest of your week. 
All right, boys. Thank you very much. We'll see you, dude. J.P. Finley, NBC Sports Washington, does a great job covering the football team. Check him out there. You can react to that conversation if you'd like next, 800-636-1067. That's 800-636-1067. It sounds like Marty Herney is coming from Carolina to be the GM of the football team with his old buddy Ron Rivera. 800-636-1067 is the number on the AAA, always on call listener lines. Let's get to the phones. So J.P. Finley just joined us, and uh, we were talking about Marty Herney as the GM. And our conversation devolved into, you know, what they decided to do in terms of the interviewing process. I guess succinctly, my point is, I don't happen to think that Kyle Smith necessarily should be the general manager. It is just confounding to me that there's not more being said, written about, talked about, about how weird it is that the guy that's the closest thing in your front office to the GM this year didn't get an interview. And someone in the department who answers to him did. I I think that that's odd. But... We now have an answer, and it looks like it's going to be Marty Herney, which is fine. you got a guy who's immensely qualified and has been a GM multiple times, all in one organization. It was the Panthers either giving him the GM job or him doing a radio show like me and you or then getting another chance with the Panthers. But he has been a GM for a long time. So we're getting your thoughts on another former Panther executive coming in to help run Washington with Ron Rivera. And if you want to touch on the rest of the process, now, you can do that as well. I actually happen to think, Danny, that had they have hired Ryan Calden from the Titans, I would have been thrilled. The vice president of player personnel from a winning organization that is trending up, where they have established a ton of talent, where they've got a culture and an identity, and they make the playoffs year in and year out. And a coach wasn't fired last year, and, and that G, he wasn't fired from his post last year. I, I could have really gotten behind that. Uh, JoJo Wooden, kind of similarly Maybe a little bit more young and experienced from what I can gather, but he joined the Chargers in 2013 and oversees their pro and their college departments, kind of like the Chargers' Kyle Smith. Similarly, I know they just blew out their head coach and they had a disappointing season, but that's a guy with a team that is talented, that makes the playoffs a lot, that seems to have a pretty strong culture. And you look at the players that they've established in that locker room, that could be a quick turnaround. People think that that could be a playoff team in the next year or two because they've got great players on defense. They hit on Justin Herbert, and they've got some good things going with a lot of personnel on offense. So, like, those interviews got me excited. I I felt pretty good about that. Going back to the well on Herney doesn't quite butter the bread for me. I don't dislike it as much as you in the sense that I'm not sure if it matters that much. I think Rivera kind of wants someone he's comfortable with to do some administrative stuff. And we'll see. Maybe it does mean that they keep the personnel department the same and and perhaps uh, Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith are golfing buddies and and everything's all hunky-dory and and those guys will just keep chopping wood together picking players. Well, as far as Kyle Smith goes, and and again, I I wrote about this because I think it's very interesting. And the the big thing that happens, my wife does this for her job. She oversees, uh, she's basically in charge of, they call it human capital, but it's hiring career tracking, development, onboarding, all that other kind of stuff, right? So you hire some 22-year-old kid. How do you maximize his time there? How do you give him a good track so that in three years, five years, ten years, he can still feel like he's growing? You give him more, you increase responsibility as you go, right? They have to make these decisions. And every company that's, that's got more than one employee has to do this at some point, where you go, this person might leave. What is the damage? Does that damage outweigh giving them Five thousand more dollars. Does that damage outweigh increasing their responsibility? Does that damage outweigh 
allowing them to progress forward. It doesn't mean you give them the president and CEO job. It doesn't mean that you, you take some 36-year-old who's been with you for a couple of years and you make them in charge of the entire thing. It does mean, though, you've got to have a balance sheet. Here's the way it looks outside looking in. There's a lot we don't know about this, but here's the way it looks. They don't care if they lose him. Redskins fans, now Washington football team fans, and media and folks that have been plugged in here know how this looks. It's when an assistant coach takes a team to the NFC title game. It's when a guy that was in your building taking notes and getting coffee is now extended till 2027 with the Seattle Seahawks, one of the three breast programs in all of sports. It's when Trent Baalke gets him gets to a Super Bowl. It's you've seen how this looks. An executive, a person that's smart, sharp, young, up and coming is here, is stunted because of this terrible hierarchy, this dumb culture, this incorrect way that they've done things for the entirety of Dan Snyder's ownership. And you go, hey, does anyone notice we got some of the same signs? Anybody noticing this? That This is exactly what happened before. And this guy's going to leave. It right now looks, and there's a lot we don't know. I want to make sure I'm very clear about that. We don't know what conversations may or may not have been had behind the scenes. But here's how it looks. We don't care if we lose this person. I care if they lose that person. I think you care if they lose that person. It doesn't seem like they do. That's why we're both kind of sounding the alarm bell, I think. Uh, the comment that JP made, you want to talk alarm bells that, that doesn't sit great for me, is when he says there are people with the team that have told him that they don't really understand why so many people give credit to or talk about Kyle Smith. Because that, that's loser culture. I'll be honest with you. Caring about why someone gets credit, that's Bruce and Scott McLuhan crap. We remember and I want it over with. I want that gone yesterday. Stop caring who gets credit. If people are saying good things about someone in your organization, that's a good thing. If we're not clubbing Bruce Allen, we're not clubbing Dan Snyder, we're not spending our time making fun of the fact that you're sub-500 again, and instead we're talking about some young executive, right or wrong, that, that had a great offseason, why does that bother someone? That shouldn't bother well, remember, anybody. Remember how this happened before, GP? It was with Scott McLuhan. And they went 9-7. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we went 9-7 and went 8-7-1 in two years. He got credit for beginning this turnaround. Here's the process, though. They were embarrassed. Remember, that's the Dan Snyder, I'm embarrassed press conference. That's Bruce Allen at, at his nadir, his absolute worst. So they had to go out and hire this guy that, that Seth Wickersham wrote a nice piece about at ES, on ESPN. He comes on our show. He does the media tour. He's on NBC Sports Washington. He's everywhere. They trot out the savior. And then, as they trot out the savior, telling us all, this is the difference. We have changed. This is the guy he gets some credit because they introduced us to him as the savior. He's treated as the savior. And then people bristle. And by the way, they bristled for three games over 500 over two years, as if that's some sort of accomplishment. There are guys behind the scenes griping about that. Like, Why does he get all the credit? I've been grinding away on my mediocre resume. Pound sand with that. You're 100% right. You use the phrase loser talk. That's what that is. That's a loser culture. That is a culture of losing inadequacy. Cover your ass when it goes bad. Sprint to the light when things are, are mildly decent, hoping that somebody gives you gives you praise. Nobody's done anything of note here. Nobody has in at this point. Tell me places, more about 7-9 and nine in the worst division in, in sports history. Tell me in more. In winning cultures, in winning organizations, and I'm not just talking about sports, it doesn't matter who gets the credit. We're all in the thing together. At the Great American Restaurants, which is one of my favorite restaurant groups on the planet, they do their team service bit where I can't even uh, jiggle my ice cubes before someone's refilling my iced tea. 
And it's never my waitress or waiter. It's just some person walking by the table. You think they're all sitting there at the end of the night going, I refilled this drink twice, so I'll get 42 cents. No. And and, and the, the fact that someone would be bothered by that is ridiculous. It just Period. It's ridiculous. Positive press about your team is good, not bad, every single time. But regardless of that, again, getting the job or not, it, it's it's the interview part of it. It tells me something is amiss. And if we spent the year assuming that this guy's pretty good, which is what we did, are we just going to touch a button now and say, okay, well, if Ron Rivera doesn't love him, then then maybe he's not. No, like. I'm still approaching this, and this is maybe different, right? Maybe this is where JP and I go back and forth or some of our listeners might bristle, and that's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. I'm approaching every move still as I'm going to question this. They went 7-9 and nine with a week schedule where they probably should have gone 7-9. and nine. I'm happy about a lot of things. I think Ron Rivera did a good job this season. I think they made major strides this season. I think they're in a really good spot compared to a calendar year ago. I feel very positive and good about the momentum. But they probably should have won eight games this year, frankly, when you look at some of their losses and how weak their schedule was and how terrible their division was and the talent that they have on this team, much of which has been assembled by the staff that just got overlooked. And so I still, every time they hire another Panthers person, Maybe I'm in the wrong here. I go, what was so great about the Panthers? What am I missing here? <laughs> you guys probably had a lot of fun. And, and, and maybe on set making that movie, everybody was cutting up into a shtick. So we're all going to get together, and Adam Sandler's buddies are all going to do the movie every single yeah, summer. Yeah, we don't need Grown Ups 3, guys. We're good. But the movies weren't that good. And it just doesn't seem like anybody cares about that. 800-636-1067 is the number on Grant and Danny. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.